Hello friends. I have COVID. And <coughs> oh my god. That was not for dramatizing it. Wow. Oh that was an awful beginning. Hello friends, I have COVID. And you know what? It's a boring topic. We're over it. But I'm going to talk a little bit about pet peeves that have um, taken up a bit of my thoughts since I got COVID. First, well, okay, backtrack. I, as a vaccinated person, and a person that doesn't believe the vaccine is gifting us technology blood, 5G, GPS, redundant technologies by way of highly advanced uh, in innovations of human experimental whatever. I also want to just say that I think the government is a shady fucking organization. I do not trust the government. I never have. However, I like to apply uh, my thoughts in alignment with whatever the topic is in regards to government policy or whatever the fucking discussion is about. As a blanket statement, do I trust the government? No. But am I aware that the government are a formulated department of human evil <laughs> that are only able to exist with humans that they farm things from like money, taxes, whatever, without human beings that are alive. It's very difficult for a government to have any purpose, let alone exist. So I do find it more of a redundant theory that the government are just trying to eradicate every human being on the planet, where are they going to get their money from? Um, <clears throat> I never questioned the severity of COVID, right? But I did understand it varied, and there's a spectrum of its impact on each person. Um, I've always maintained, despite being a type 1 diabetic and the health, underlying health issues that come with that, that I'd be, that I'm high risk, but I never feared getting it, thinking it would kill me because I have managed to withstand some pretty fucked up ailments. Some self-inflicted, some not. I've been in a coma. 
doctors told my family that I would be brain damaged and that's debatable but you know had to learn how to work walk again um stressful time but I use that meaning you know I have a bit of a resilient framework within my biology if I had a choice probably my if I had a choice in the matter I probably would have just thrown in the towel not in a <clears throat> suicidal way just in a this is too hard and I and I mean that on a lot of fronts like I don't hold myself in high regard and by ways of like I need to be here to serve a purpose well no especially during that time I was like 21 long time ago I'm allowed to talk about it don't don't start with me being like oh my god you need help I need help forever but again the government doesn't give a fuck about those things and that's what I want to talk about today now the Wellington protests bunch of maniacs having a tantrum I think it's completely fucked up that ACC covers all types of injuries in the workplace or whatever break your leg, you break your nose, you break your face, you break your hand, you break your tits, you break your dick. <coughs> They'll cover it. If you have trauma and you break your mind, mm, sorry, figure it out. And then we question things like homelessness and the people that suffer the consequences of trauma and a government that doesn't give a fuck about those people. People incarcerated and they are, is, is it institutionalized? Because they become conditioned to a secure sort of um, routine life within the system of jail. And when they're left and they're released, they're left to their own devices, there's no structure, there's no support, there's no follow-up care, there's no rehabilitation outside of in prison, and they go back. Because it is, there's more of a home within the four walls of a cell than there is on the streets alone, you know? And <coughs> do I think that I have the answers to eradicating all of the world's problems, no. But I know that if the government is capable of implementing such a swift, regimented order of um, dealing with something like COVID, and we know we're gonna celebrate Jacinda for her amazing, you know, uh, what do you call it? just being discerning and having initiative or whatever it is. Where was that when she said she would help and improve mental health in this country? Because my understanding is that there was <coughs> funding taken out of preventative care and put into crisis care. And as someone who has experienced both, 
I've been to a mental home. I was sanctioned. And I've also called crisis lines. And I do not believe that anybody, myself or otherwise, could truly say that they've ever uh, been talked off the ledge, so to speak, by ways of these resources. I mean, by by way of their own strength, they've stayed earthside. But there's, we're not. I I do not believe that there is any credit that needs to be given to the resources available today. And you know, get shit like fucking cycle lane or whatever, being billions of dollars, millions of dollars, whatever. Because more white New Zealanders want to cycle to the shore. Okay. Yeah, awesome. Can't wait for that. <clears throat> I can't wait for that so that, you know, when it's built, I can take a shit on it. And we get a pandemic, right? And still, no implements are made to consider the people who are already struggling in a quote-unquote functioning society free from a pandemic and then you introduce a pandemic to the entire world and those people don't even get given a lifeline and they're drowning before that. The people who were coping are drowning now and, you know, I'm not saying that Jacinda is an evil person, but she's a politician and she has an, an self-serving interests. She talks to the country as if we're toddlers and, and most people respond to that quite well. I find it highly patronizing and it pisses me off. But I don't watch the news. And I don't talk about things that I don't think I have a grasp on. People might come in here and correct me on this, but I'm talking about, I've got COVID. I'm a type one diabetic with a lot of ailments and I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like fucking dog shit. That's been chewed up by a fucking vacuum cleaner and flung out into the ether. But I'm all right. I don't need to go to the hospital. But there are people who aren't as lucky as me, who've got COVID, homeless, addiction, trauma. These are other illnesses that haven't got a way for them to be remedied. And, and well, well, you know, we can't bloody help everyone. Well, we can. We can. We absolutely can. And I have some ideas. There needs to be lifeline services. And the lifeline services would be small uh, government-operated 24 hours, seven days a week. I would call it like almost like little convenience stores. 
<laughs> like the needle exchange or something. But 24 hours, seven days a week. They stock the rapid COVID testing kits, ones that are easy to fucking read, ones that have text so that, you know, the elderly and the not beautifully sighted people can go, oh, yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> and, a, and they stock medications that people with underlying issues and need this medication every day or emergency medication can access if something happens to their own. For example, I'm a type 1 diabetic. The amount of times I've had a fucking pen that's broken, faulty, <clears throat> um, smashed, and I've had to go to fucking hospital and I've had to wait for hours. By the time I get seen by a doctor, they read my blood sugar and it's out the fucking gate because I've had to wait. And my blood sugars have had time to just go up at the top. And then I explain this and they're like, well, you've got to go on an infusion. And I'm stuck in a, on a hospital bed, taking up a hospital bed that I don't need to take up. This doesn't just, you know, extend as far as me with being a diabetic. It could be people who have um, uh, the allergy to nuts and EpiPens and um, people who, I don't know, I'm not, I don't have all these things, but things that are not really conditions or medications that require a hospital wait at an A&E. And then because of this, they could, everyone in the country with the NHI numbers would go to a place like this and they would have three free, um, you know, withdrawals <coughs> of the medication you know, a small amount what, to tie them over till they go and see the doctor. And then one, if they chew up those three in a year, you just pay. But it's there. This would alleviate a lot of time and stress and pressure off hospitals so that they can, you know, keep those beds reserved for people who have COVID or whatever. And why is not the government not funding healthcare? including mental health. Mental health is health. If you have mental health diseases, and I think it's another point we need to start referring to mental illness as a disease, like when people commit suicide. It's so tragic and people don't talk about it. But no one addresses it like it really is. Like having cancer. People who have cancer and die of cancer had a noble fight. Their fight is, and their death is always memorialized as the, the, the truest fight we could ever face. And they lost the battle, but it is a worthy battle. And there is no weakness in losing that fight. Just like when your mind is infected by cancer of the mind, depression, whatever, psychosis, all these things are diseases of the mind. And <clears throat> people lose the battle, just like they lose the battle to cancer. That infection is no longer an environment 
that biologically they can withstand and the byproduct and the result of that illness manifests in suicide it's unnatural and it's not a choice <laughs> no one chooses volunteers to walk into the infinite depths of darkness within the mind face the devil so to speak and and walk away from like virtually all the good that they've experienced so if you you know ever meet someone that refers to suicide as selfish a selfish act punch them in the head because it's just literally the same as saying to someone who's dying of cancer you're selfish so I find it odd that the government doesn't respond in this way instead they kind of ignore it and allow the folk in society to paint this sort of picture that anyone who falls outside the brackets of resourceful help that the government offers is a burden a lazy you know like un unworthy is maybe the word but uh you know for worth, worthy of forgetful like only i just oh god the weights on government resources whatever that means government have infinite resources we should know we pay for them <clears throat> and i bring this back to the hospital because if you have mental health and you are at that conjunction of well what do i do do i uh hold on and attempt to regain some control over this disease or do i let the disease take over and you know whatever and the people that you know take the option of fight continue to fight go to a hospital and i've seen i've been there but i've also seen relatively recently two cops that were you know sort of the social bailiffs for a young woman who was clearly suicidal and we're at a and i know what's going on i'm trying to look as not listening as possible but it's difficult when they're right next to you and the and i know i can feel the energy of this woman like she's so ashamed and i'm like what the fuck why you you know like not her but i'm like thinking in my head like the last thing she should be feeling is shame you know she did the right thing her being there is yeah fuck fuck this disease i'm gonna fight it's not it's as noble as you'll ever see and the cops are both fucking on their phones texting then one of them when she's sort of asked to go up and see the nurse the cops are like oh can we check your bag because you know we've got to uh protect ourselves and it's like this fucking woman weighs maybe 40 kilos fuck out of here man 
of course she didn't have any weapons. And then the nurse is like, asking her a bunch of stupid questions. And then she's sort of explaining what's going on. And then the nurse is like, do you think you're going to kill yourself tonight? She said that. I wanted to say, are you fucking serious, man? And that's not the nurse's fault. Because the nurse is just doing what she's told to do. And trained to do. But none of it includes mental health. So this woman would have gone and been put in a bed that wouldn't have been in a ward that had anything to do with mental health. She would have felt alone as ever. She would have been discharged. And there would have been no follow-up care. Imagine if there was an environment where she could safely go and be treated for the illness that she has properly. There'd be one less bed taken up by someone that shouldn't be in that place. There would be hope that there'd be a recovery for the disease, whatever it is that she's suffering. And everyone in the country would go, oh, I'm glad that my dollars went and remedied and uh, rehabilitated something like a disease. We could all pat ourselves on the back for doing a good thing. That's not what is happening. Now, this was a bit of a rant. It doesn't necessarily revolve around COVID. But I think that COVID has made me realize the ability and the resources that are reasonable and not perfect, but certainly uh, in light of a pandemic, <coughs> the government know how to fucking pull finger when it matters to them because they don't want everyone dying so that they don't have money. <laughs> and if COVID was a mental disease, we'd all be helped. And I'm just a bit sick of just to be honest. Clark Gayford is a smug man. Seems to be getting away with a lot of things. Just being smug, really. You shouldn't. Where else in the world can you see a fucking prime minister of a country with a spouse that's just a smug asshole? I mean, there's probably plenty, but I don't know about them. Anyway, I'm in a shit mood. I've got COVID. Give me a break. I hope you guys stay safe. Keep it up. It's 22, 22-ish minutes. I'm pushing, but it's under half an hour, so that's good. And there's longer episodes on my Patreon for those that want to listen. But I've got COVID. It's like here for seven days. I wanted to have a rant. Thanks for listening.